What is up, guys? It is the Fantasy Chumps Podcast. It's Leighton and I excited to bring to you episode six. Yes. This is the tight ends ranking episode. And Leighton has been nonstop talking about this probably since we even recorded episode one. He's all checked up for the tight ends. Yes. Uh, but no, we're excited to be here. It's just just Leighton and I uh, for today. Nate is on vacation. How selfish of him to miss out on a riveting episode of tight end rankings. Um, probably the highest quality content we'll bring to you all year long. So um, if there is one episode you're going to listen to, it's going to be this one. And I'm not going to lie. We are only doing this now because Nate is gone. We're recording this early because I get on a flight tomorrow um, at seven in the morning. So I'm going to be exhausted, but it's worth it to bring you guys content and this type of content is what we need <laughs> during the month of May. <laughs> Bring you guys some tips and tricks for tight end rankings. <laughs> we didn't even do consensus. That's how kind of lazy we were. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's uh, we're we're going out on a limb here. Uh, we've got some interesting takes. Um, definitely won't disappoint on some uh, some northern some northern football teams. We've got some interesting. Uh, Dude, I don't even want to talk about it. Okay. But yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's gonna it, it'll be interesting. So Nate, I know you'll be listening. You're welcome. I didn't put you through this. This is a hundred percent me. <laughs> yeah, shout shout out to Nate. You're welcome. <laughs> this is a hundred percent me. John was like, I mean, I guess we're gonna do it. I guess we should do it now. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, as good a time as ever. Um, I hope we don't dedicate another episode to this closer to the draft. I know that we will, but no, we don't. Maybe have we can to. combo it. Can we combo it with like a defense and special teams? We don't episode? need a defense. Honestly, uh, it's important. That is, I, I will, I'll throw that out there. It's important. Like, we'll probably touch on it. It's just going to be closer to the actual fantasy draft season because. That's when this will actually like care more about, you know, the rankings. We're just kind of doing this. We'll probably not spend as much time on the actual rankings compared to just everybody after the top three, essentially. Yeah. Just, so. uh, we're, we're going to have a good time with this one. There, I'm sure we're going to be cracking jokes back and forth oh, pretty much for ab- the Absolutely. Days. Yeah. So, uh, since- yeah, there won't there won't be any surprises in the first few picks, but then after that, we'll be going back and forth for sure. I got some hot takes. Hot takes. There's uh, always hot takes. So since we did this early, we had nobody nobody sent in a, uh, a question because we recorded early, and I just checked on the spot. Very professional. So I created some just because this is my episode. So I felt like I have two actually. I put in a, a second one as we were counting down. Um, and so the first question is, John, at this point in the year, I know it's May 15th at the time of recording, what pick overall are you comfortable taking Travis Kelsey? Just to give you a little recap before you answer, Travis Kelsey finished with 312 fantasy points, averaged 20.9, basically 21. And if you take those numbers, that would be wide receiver number four. So, go ahead. So, while I'm answering this, and sorry to put you on the spot like this, try to figure out where that 312 fantasy points ranks among 
all players that aren't a quarterback, probably, if that's possible. That's that's kind of a tough stat to find. But okay. in the meantime, <clears throat> I think the place where I'm going to feel most comfortable taking Kelsey – or, well, no, that's not that's not the question. Where would I take Kelsey? The earliest on that I would take him is probably the eighth pick in the first round. And I'm going to put an asterisk next to that and say, if you take Kelsey with the eighth pick, you're probably not setting yourself up for a lot of success. But I think you can get by. I think you can get by at pick number eight taking Kelsey. And I think Leighton, Leighton has an answer. Oh, yeah. So coming back, I did look. There was only three running backs that finished with more fantasy points than him, and that was Kamara, Henry, and Cook. Obviously, Kamara was by quite a bit. Uh, Cook and Henry. And if you know, if you want to say McCaffrey all yeah. year, he'd be higher too, whatever. But he didn't play. So he was... <laughs> Maybe Saquon. Maybe Saquon. This is stupid. He is higher than Aaron Jones, James Robinson, Taylor, Zeke. <laughs> Zeke had a bad year, but anyway. So know, this, there, this... there were three. There was just running backs. Yeah. Or no, oh. and then three wide receivers, right? Dude, uh, keep talking, and I'm going to see how it shakes out. <laughs> okay. So back, back to pick eight, Asterix. I don't think you'll have – a successful fantasy season, but I also don't think you'll finish last. But here's the reason why pick eight to me is the point where I feel comfortable. I think that if you take Kelsey at pick eight, the players that you're going to be taking him over, he will have a higher trade value for the rest of the season compared to them. So looking at one ranking for it's a, uh, obviously an early ranking, but looking at one ranking for ADP, just a big combined list of all positions. Taking Kelsey at eight would take him above Tyreek Hill, Jonathan yeah. Taylor, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf. But going before Kelsey would be Zeke, Devontae Adams, Derrick Henry, Kamara, Saquon, Cook, McCaffrey. It, it's, and I, I think that's pretty well split of like it's hard. players that you could absolutely trade one for one. Like if somebody's offering me like Kelsey for Tyreek straight up, I'm probably going to take that. Like it's close. And like I'm going to think about it for a long time, but I'm probably going to take that Kelsey for Tyreek. And like, even if there's a little bit of like sauce on the side, like a little bit extra, I still think that I'm definitely considering that trade. And absolutely, like Jonathan Taylor, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, like I'm high on Jonathan Taylor, so that might be a little more difficult. It's hard to talk me into trading my RB1. And if I have Jonathan Taylor on my roster, he's probably my RB1. So I'm pretty stubborn when it comes to that. But anyway. So I also eighth overall up- pick because of the trade value that comes along with having the top overall tight end. So he, uh, he's the 18th overall player in 2019 also. So <clears throat> still pretty good. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's out of control. He's, yeah. In, end of discussion. He's really good. <laughs> oh he's yeah. Really good. Yeah, absolutely. 
So on Sleeper, because John was using a different website, ESPN hasn't come out with theirs, which we will probably use. Um, they can hire us if they want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not an ad. But if you no, it's not an ad. ad. It's just <laughs> you know Matthew Barry. <laughs> if Matthew Barry's listening to this, I think we have that's worth a thousand listeners just with him. We have exceeded expectations, all expectations yeah. for season one. For season one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Kelsey's going twelve on sleeper and. If this is your first episode, Sleeper kind of pulls all these different rankings. It doesn't just use one like ESPN. It'll grab Yahoo. I'm sure Fantasy Pros, blah, blah, blah. Has Kelsey as number 12. And, man, it's hard to – it's so hard. Because he has – it has Kittle going 22 and then Waller at 42. With that, that value, I'd take Waller, but I don't think he'd go there. He's going to shoot up too. Uh, it's just supply and demand, dude. It's weird. Um, sorry, I keep saying um, I'm really tired today. I would probably say nine. That's fair. I mean, I still don't love it, but at least on a nine turn, I can get like we talked about this earlier like Kelsey and Aaron Jones, probably, or Kelsey and Austin Eckler, which is not bad. Uh, yeah, because I would honestly take him. I, I'm sorry for the long pause. I'm thinking I would probably take him before any wide receiver that I like. And it's it's I, hard. I know. I, I see know. the argument there's, for it. It's there's like, so there's so many wide receivers. Well, and at this point, it's hard for us to say like, oh, absolutely, like you know, Devonte Adams is going to be a better selection in the first round than Travis Kelsey. Because we don't know that, kind of. Anyway, yeah, I, I see the argument. I see, I, I see, 100% see it. See, I normally pass on our receivers until like round four or five. And so I'm just thinking like, Sometimes you, you don't have that luxury, though, depending on where you're drafting. I know. Like, so, because like, I, I don't, especially this year, I don't want to reach for that second round tier of running backs. Like, even if I'm picking 10-11, if Kelsey's there, 10-11, yeah, I think you are to. hurting yourself by not taking him just if you're because at, of his trade value. If you're at 9 and 10 and the first eight picks or nine picks are all running backs and, like, Devontae Adams, you have to pick Kelsey. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, nine. Yeah. So, uh, eight, yeah. nine. That's what I'm comfortable with tomatoes. to some extent. So I yeah. put another question here because when we do a mock draft later in the season, I'm going to do this strategy just to see what happens. John, uh, this morning, <laughs> how stupid is a running back tight end tight end? Uh, it just all, I mean, it's not the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It depends on your format. It depends on your scoring. 10-team PPR. It's just regular flex, right, standard yeah. Line up. Yeah. yeah, one quarterback. Uh, I mean, that's not very intelligent. It's not <laughs> the worst thing. I mean, I, like, if you can somehow get, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what world. I guess if you can somehow, well, what position? Because you could do it at one easily. Okay, could, no, okay. Here, here, let's say you have 10, right? You have Zeke pick falls. 10. 
But yeah, let's say you have pick 10, Zeke falls, and let's say somebody takes Adams and somebody really likes Tyree Kill. You can get Kelsey and Zeke. And then when it comes back to you, you take Kittle and then the next best player. I don't think Kittle's there. Uh, well, John, just I, I, I'm trying to be like as realistic as possible. Uh, okay, well, if Kittle's not there, I take Waller. How about that? Okay. I reach for Waller a little bit. I don't think Waller's there either. At the, begin, at the beginning of round four, three. No. End of yeah, round three. End of round three. Same, same, same thing. Yeah. I don't, you don't think he's there? I don't know. It's close. Sure. It's close. We'll say we'll say just for the heck of it for this for this situation. If you can take who was it? Zeke? We're, Zeke we're saying Zeke falls Kelsey. to ten. Wow, yes. this is just some sort of dude. Okay, I'm gonna do it in Pixie one dust world. Uh I mean I wouldn't do it. I don't I, think. I'm curious though, because uh, yeah, I but if I did, okay, so okay, in in the world where I have Zeke, Kelsey, oh, and Waller is, on my roster, awesome. <laughs> my brain doesn't like this question at all. It just completely goes against everything I believe in. Uh hashtag start with four picks of running backs in a row. Anyway, no, uh um, no. no. If I get Zeke, Kelsey, and Waller on my roster, I'm trading yeah. Kelsey. I'm trading Kelsey. But like I'm just thinking of it like, okay, you got your RB one. And then you got the best tight end, and then you got one of the best flex options out there. Yeah, if things fall into your lap the right way, then yes. Like at the end of the day, I mean, value is value, and like you're just gonna have to put in work after the draft. But you're not guaranteed that it's gonna come in week one. You're not guaranteed that the opportunity is gonna come in week two or three or four. You're just, you know, there's only so long that you can wait because you can start out zero and one. You can start out zero and two. And I mean, zero and three is not good, but nah. you can do it. I mean, you you can start out zero and three and make the playoffs. But what you can't do is you just. I mean, I don't. I've never started zero and four, but I don't think I've ever heard or seen anybody heard of or seen anyone start zero and four and make the playoffs. So somebody's done it. I mean, no, I know it's been done, but I've never heard of it. So you know, whatever between the two of us playing for. Combined eight years, yeah. And other teams, you know, so I don't know. It's just an idea. 80. And since tight ends are going pretty high, I'm just purely curious what would happen. So I'm going to experiment with thought. it on an episode. We'll see what happens, and it'll be fun. Yeah, we'll we'll circle back to it. We will. We'll circle so, back. <laughs> not completely stupid. All right. So bring it down for the news. First news of the day. Most recent we're going to go with. Or should we talk about the bigger one first? I would rather talk about, well, are you talking about the wide receiver or the quarterback? The quarterback. I'd like to talk about the quarterback. All right. John, uh, as, you, us off. Yeah, we, as you can we probably were, guess. We, we, we realized that, like, starting this, we hadn't talked about the whole Aaron Rodgers situation. So, John, go for it. Holy cow, it's a mess. So, did you see what – Matt LaFleur said today about Blake Bortles and that signing. He talked about Bortles leading the Jaguars to the AFC championship and almost knocking off the Patriots. And it's like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. And so apparently, you know, who knows what all is true, but apparently the Packers had 
good offers for Rogers and then turned them down or they were shopping Rogers and this and that. And then, I mean, you can follow it all on Bleacher Report Gridiron. It's the Instagram account that I follow, but um, they, and again, I don't know what I'll deplete. Anyway, the bottom line is that turmoil is what Green Bay is right now, the quarterback situation. They drafted, I always mix it up. Is it, It's Jordan Love. Jordan Love's yeah. the quarterback. Bryce Love was the running back. Uh, they drafted Jordan Love now a year ago and it's like i i don't understand what's going on i don't know what green bay's doing it doesn't sound like Devonte adams wants to play for a different quarterback other than aaron Rodgers. so if they get rid of rogers adams might somehow weasel his way out of green bay and not that it's necessarily a bad thing but it's just Dude, there no, there are so many questions so many questions and then how does that impact aaron jones fantasy value how does it impact Devonte adams fantasy value robert tanyan was a tight end that we saw come on last year i mean there is just a lot going on in green bay and this rogers situation truly is crazy i can't remember a situation probably as bad as this one with an individual player and an organization in a long time. And I mean, I'm really trying to think of one that I could even compare. And I don't know, like, I know Jalen Ramsey, like I know Leonard Fournette chirped a lot at the Jags front office right before they released him. Um, I don't know if I can think of any others that were just really, really bad breakups, but like, I don't know. I've seen some edits and I've seen like some stuff where it's like Rodgers could be the Broncos starting quarterback. That would be really cool. But mm-hmm. they've also already traded. I'm not saying that it's likely. I'm <laughs> just saying that I've seen it as like, hmm, thinking about that, that would be really cool for Denver. And the AFC, AFC West would be insane after that. But anyway, not to talk about the theoreticals too much, but there, there's chaos in Green Bay. I think come week one, Rodgers is going to be the starter, and this is kind of all going to be in the past. But I think it will be his last year in Green Bay. So I I was looking this up, right? I don't know why I haven't heard this anywhere. Do you know how old Devontae Adams is? I'd guess he was 29. He's 28. Good guess. Um, That was not meant to be sarcastic at all. He (laughs) – He's in this upcoming season is the last year of his deal. Wow. You think you want to like tie him up for like at least two or three more years, right? Who the Packers? Yeah. Well, of course they'd want to, but I don't think Devontae Adams wants to be tied up by the Packers for two so or three like, years. Theoretically, if you look at it, like let's oh, say Oh boy. Oh boy. I, I'm excited for this. Dude, like they they could have just gotten so much for both of them. Oh, I mean, I don't even know. Like, what is Adam's trade value? I mean. Oh, at least two first. Uh, well, or, or like I'd a say third. a first and a second. Okay. So, okay. So, let's say you get two a first and a second for Adams and then two or three first for Rodgers. Let's say you get two first and Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Just yeah, God, we're going down a rabbit hole. This is tied in episode, and <laughs> you get a first and a second for Adams. You got three first round, but, man. The the Packers could be a 
totally different team. Well, it, and it, and the other thing is, it's three first round picks, and you already have your quarterback of the future. Hopefully, allegedly. I mean, Aaron Jones really isn't that old. Dude, what if he signed Devontae Adams? That won't happen. A man can dream. A man anyway. can dream. What if we trade for Julio Jones? What if we draft Nick Bolton? Oh wait, <laughs> we drafted Nick Bolton. <laughs> okay, shut. Up. Okay, next. Moving on. Uh, Reports are Dak Prescott will be ready by training camp. Not really surprised here, John. Any intake? Because I think this is an, you know, arrow up for their whole offense. Uh yeah. I mean, you don't care. I I can see the look on your face. Kellen Moore is their offensive coordinator, and you could put him on that football field, and he would be not much worse than Dak Prescott. He'd be very much worse. <laughs> That's sarcasm. That's sarcasm. I, I, I'm a huge Boise State fan, so there's some there's some backstory there. Anyway, no, uh, yeah, that's good. I mean, I'm glad he's healthy. Um, good for the offense. Hopefully they can get back in a flow. I, I mean, I would love to see Dallas produce the way that I think they're capable of. It's I don't think they've lived up to their potential. Um the way that they've all wanted to see it play out. And I know, like, going all the way back to the Amari trade, like, three years ago, whenever that went down, I thought that they overpaid for him. And then things kind of started to work a little bit, and he seemed to get his career going back a little bit. And not saying he's top, you know, elite talent, but he has seemed to work in Dallas pretty well. Yeah, they they work well. They, They traded too much for him. They paid him too much money, but that's okay. I know if any of my roommates in college are listening to this, I went to school in Texas, so they were all Cowboys fans there. They've heard me say how I could run the Cowboys better, but it's okay. Um, last piece of news, just because rookie mini or rookie mini camp, rookie mini camps are going on right now, and Travis Etienne is only <laughs> taking wide receiver reps. Urban Meyer is. A genie in a bottle. <laughs> I don't know what to say. But whenever – so Leighton sent me this Twitter link earlier on in the evening. And as soon as I thought – as soon as I saw it, I thought back to the David Montgomery running back slash wide receiver days. And holy cow. A man can dream because that would be awesome. Like my stock on ETN would skyrocket if he really does line up at wide receiver, like, first snap of preseason. Well, could, could you imagine, like... Then ESPN kicks it over to running back wide receiver position for him. Holy cow. Like, I'm just thinking, because they... It, it was the Ian Rappaport tweet, and he's like, oh, kind of like prime Le'Veon Bell. And what's interesting is everybody's kind of assuming, like, he's the passing down guy, and Robinson's the, you know, first, second down back. What if he's on the field no matter what and he just lines up like in the slot or, you know, there's a two running back set. I mean, if he's on the field for 90% of snaps, I mean, he's got to be a uh, late third, early fourth round talent. I know. And it's so confusing. Okay. Would you rather have Etienne or Robinson on your roster? Etienne. I mean, well, I, okay. Just for one season. With this news, sure, I'll take ETN. I would take ETN anyway, and and now I'm 
Definitely taking ETN. Well, yeah. I mean, the fact, yeah, I guess either way, I'm taking ETN because the fact that they were willing to spend a first round pick whenever they had Robinson, which I think was super, like, super dumb. I mean, I get it. I do understand. Yeah. You could take an alignment or. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder how much, I wonder how much Trevor was like, hey, can you like take my man? Like, we're going to dominate together, type of thing. He's not Patty Mahomes. He may Ah, think he's Patty Mahomes. I do not think that. I'm just saying. No, not you. I said he may think that. He may think he's Patrick Mahomes. Maybe. I don't know. It's just something interesting to think about. So, is that all right, right, though? Well, sorry, not to drag on it. If he gets the RB wide receiver position, is he a late third, early fourth round pick? Let me look. I think that fits. In my head, it does. You said late third, early fourth? Late third. Yeah. So he'd be going around DeAndre Smith, DeAndre Swift, Terry McLaurin, Julio, Sanders. I'd definitely take him over Sanders. Probably take him over. Uh, I'd definitely take him over Clyde. I would take Clyde. J.K. Dobbins? Abby Harris? I oh, love God. me some Dobbins. We know you. <laughs> I love me some Dobbins. I don't know. Somewhere in there. Maybe maybe mid-fourth is more appropriate. Mid-fourth? Because, like, would you rather have him or David Montgomery? ETN. Josh Jacobs. Okay, that's, that's an easy one. Chris e- Carson. You're low on Jacobs. I, I'm still a believer. Anyway, uh, ETN over both. That's tough. I might take uh, Carson... There's just so much injury concern. Yeah, he's like, more consistent. Yeah, I, I don't know. At that point, like, fourth round is such a weird play. Like, it's such a weird round, too, because you don't want to reach too far. But I feel like the guys that fall to the fourth round are either, like, washed-up has-beens or, True. like, they're your flex pick, and it just doesn't feel good no matter who you take. That's true. Okay. Or you overpay piece... for a quarterback. Sorry. 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 sorry, sorry. No, Last piece of news. I'm only going to ask you one question just because we do not need to spend more than like a couple minutes on it. Tim Tebow got signed to play tight end. John, <laughs> yes, yes, yes or no. Will he be on the 53 man roster week one? I wish he would be, but he won't. Yeah, I agree. All right. There we go. Now moving on. <laughs> <laughs> If he is, though, that'd be kind of cool. I uh, I hope he is. Honestly, I would think about buying a jersey. He's one of my favorite football players of all time. I like. He's uh, I don't know, such a like. I would love to get a motivational speech from Tim Tebow every day because holy cow, I would like run forget caffeine. I would never. I would never need caffeine again. The adrenaline would just be crazy. It's Tebow wow. time in Jacksonville. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> moving on to the main event, tight end rankings. Yes, sir. All right, we just did 10. We, we struggled with 10, should I say? I don't know if before this episode I could name 10 tight ends in the National Football League, but now oh, I can. Okay, okay. <laughs> we could name – oh, excuse me. We could definitely name 10. You just, I don't know if you – you wouldn't name 10 for fantasy purposes. No, that's for sure. Um, for sure. So, number one, we both had Kelsey. Woo, big surprise. The best tight end in the NFL. Arguably one of the greatest to do it. Number one. And then number uh, two, 
I think Leighton made a mistake because he has Darren Waller at number two. I don't okay. know why. Whoa, don't get ahead of ourselves. We have to talk about Kelsey. What do you what want to say about Kelsey? Talking? There's not much to say. He's good. He's, He's going really If good. you're thinking about drafting him in the like mid to early late, like from pick five to seven in the second round, he will not be there at your next pick. So just there we go. Yeah. Yeah. If he's even there then, I'd probably take him. Oh, but, my gosh. I'm sure there's going to be a combination of first pick and Kelsey, Kelsey. in round two. And that's Absolutely. just – Oh. Oh. It, I yeah. wish, wish we weren't in leagues with Chiefs fans. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. I do have Waller. You have Kill. Uh, I, and then, you know, you have Waller at three. I have Kittle at three. It's, we just yeah. flip-flop. So, tell me why you have Kittle ahead of Waller. Um, I don't know. I think he's more talented, honestly. Um, Waller, no doubt, has his role in the Raiders offense, and Kittle is, like, the sole provider for points in San Francisco. It's like, I guess, most is Mostert their RB1? Yeah. Yeah, Mostert, and then... Great sermon. Ayuk is their top wide receiver. Nebo Samuel. Yeah, that's close. Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, I just think I think Kittle's more talented. Um, I think yeah. I, he was having a really good year last year until I traded for him and he tore his ACL, Achilles, nice. ACL, one of the two. Um, ACL. Yeah, the week no. I traded for him, I no. think it was Achilles. Hang on, keep talking. Yeah, I'll keep talking. Uh, more talented. I don't like either one of the offenses, but I think that Kittle gets a larger target share than Waller. It seems like he probably gets more. Yeah, I think he definitely gets more targets. It was just targets a, and, it was a fractured bone in the foot. Oh, that's weird. Huh. Anyway. That's better than either of the two options. We yeah. Yeah, because I started thinking about it, and I was like, torn Achilles later part of the season? I don't think he's back and healthy for yeah. next and year. And Achilles, too, so – yeah. Holy cow. He had a 40 point game against the Eagles. Dude, he's good. Okay, yeah, he's you messed good. up. Listen, I know Kittle's good. I I don't know. So my my whole thing is it I also would, feels bad putting a Raider at number 2. It does. I would love to have either one on my team. The only reason I took Darren Waller and it's literally this close for me is just because I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is starting all year. And I know Derek Carr, unless he gets hurt, will play every game. That's the only thing. Gross. Yeah, yeah. it's extremely gross, but that that's the only reason. So that's fair, man. It yeah, was just I, my in my head, it was like, okay, cool. And in the draft, I'm probably unfortunately more likely to get Waller since he's going so much later right now. If that gap narrows, I'll probably take Kittle before him. But yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. So, I think they'll finish if they're both healthy. I think they'll finish pretty close. Yeah. Would you really have Kittle at twenty-two or Waller at forty-two? Waller at forty-two, thousand yeah. percent. What no pick would Waller have to be at to where you flip to Kittle? Shoot. Um. Sheesh. Uh. Uh, 
<laughs> you really put me on the spot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. And for it to switch to Kittle, and you yeah. said Kittle was 22? Yeah. Um, Waller 42. So I don't 25 know, I, difference. I really like Antonio Gibson. And I feel don't, like don't worry about any other player. Well, okay. Um, I, I guess like if Waller was going at like 25, I would probably switch to Kittle. Really? Like they're super close. See, if he was at like 29, I'd probably take Kittle ahead of him. No, no, you're right. Yeah. 25. Gosh dang it. it. It's super close. It's super close. It's easy to give you crap because it's a whole number difference in our rankings. But <laughs> in real life, there's not much difference. So wherever you can get the value is what we're trying to say. Is That's so, what all of this equates to in fantasy. But let's say Kelsey does go at 12 by some miracle. And let's say in this theoretical world that somebody's like, oh, I need to get you know a good tight end. And they take Kittle at like 17. Waller has to go at like 22 or 20. Uh, might go before then. It just like know yeah. your league. Know your league. That's what makes the biggest difference. I mean like. Because I think our league, shout out to everybody in our league listening. I don't think our league like really values tight end, but they value it to like a second, there, third round standard. It depends on who's picking. Like Joe really likes tight ends. He's had Kelsey the past two years. Yeah, shout, shout out to out, you, Joe, yeah. if you're listening. We went went back and looked at the rosters. That was funny. Uh, I don't know. It depends on who's picking, in my opinion, for our league. For my league, I've seen it happen before once. Like, obviously, Kelsey falls first. But then once the next tight end goes, at least one more goes right after him somewhere. Yeah. In the next, like, three picks. The one thing that – the one quote about fantasy football that I always go back to – that Matthew Barry says is he's like, you're not going to lose because you have Travis Kelsey on your roster or George Kittle or whoever. And I, and I, I know that you can't just, you have to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt, but I like it. Cause you know, you're doing it for fun. And I try not to stress too much about it. I mean, it's the actual draft. Like, I feel like I've prepared very well enough. So it's just kind of, you know, it's true. I mean, a hundred percent. You don't you don't lose based off your first pick. You no. lose based off of you know what moves you're making throughout the year. And obviously, you have to be somewhat competent making the rest of your selections after the first round. But right. you lose based on how you play the game throughout the season. And I don't know. I hope we come into the year with Waller being like projected late third round because if he is. I don't think he'll fall off the board as soon as Kittle is taken or vice versa. I hope there's a gap. That's what I'm trying to say is I hope there's a gap going into the season, going into the draft period of, you know, late August, early September, where there's a little bit of separation between those two, because I would like to get whichever one comes second. Well, right. Third overall, I guess. <clears throat> so I'm doing a quick research right now. How likely do you think it is, at least in our league, that you need a top three tight end to win? Not. I don't I don't know. Like I think it's a very streamable position. It's just easier and less stressful. I mean, like and I, I say just that get tired of 
I get tired of worrying about it. Well, I say it from two different sides. I say it from the side of you didn't draft a tight end in the first three rounds. And I'd say it from the other side of you did. You drafted a tight end and you traded them and you got a lot of value for that tight end. So I think both are possible. And then the third option is you, I mean, or the, the um, extension of the first option is you just stream, you know, you're on the waiver wire. You're always getting good matchups. And there are a lot of talented guys who are going to be available at the tight end position on the waiver wire. It just depends on which one sticks and gets in that top, like, I don't know, six to nine tight end range. You know, I really, I, I know this is stupid. I, I'm kind of at the point. I just don't want to worry about it. You know, like I just want to draft like one of these three guys and then yeah. not worry about it. I mean, it just depends on how much you're researching, I guess. Because like, if you really believe that's like you can get your tight end in round two, and then still have the running backs and wide receivers that going to make you dang near unbeatable go for it so okay just to do a quick recap i've been looking over the past four years in our league the winner half the time is at a top well technically a top two tight end doesn't surprise me yeah i mean obviously you can't just it's not solely based on that but more data would be good on that one I, i would be curious to see but, Dude, I uh, think I think I could research this all day. <laughs> okay, moving on. Wait, before we move on to oh, everybody else, I think we should take a quick break to thank our sponsors. Break. All right, so we'll catch you on the flip side. All right, guys, we are back ready to continue the rankings of our tight ends for this coming fantasy season to recap the top three. <laughs> we only got through three in that first segment. It's um, all that matters. I had Kelsey Kittle and Waller Clayton similarly, but differently had Kelsey Waller and Kittle. So moving on to number four. And this one is just, Oh, this one's high. But, you know, whatever. Uh, I have Kyle Pitts at number four. Leighton has Mark Andrews. Um, <clears throat> I This is – this ordering – this ranking for me, I guess, is more so what order of tight ends I would be drafting. Maybe not necessarily where I think they finish, but it should be the same, I guess, whether one way or another, the way you want to look at it. Um, but I like the upside of Pitts. I think Atlanta's offense probably has the highest ceiling for success at the tight end position. And obviously he has an incredible amount of momentum coming into this season of just his athletic ability. And he's really good. He's, he has the potential to be really good. We'll see if it pans out in the NFL. Um, but yeah, I, I like his upside and, as this list continues, man, there's not a, much upside. So uh, that's true. Uh, yeah, yep. um, I have Andrews. I will never draft Mark Andrews, so I don't even know why I have him this high. <clears throat> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know it's stupid, but he has a running back throwing him the football, and he goes too high in drafts. So I'm never going to take him. 
You love that dig. I don't think there's any dig that you love more than the Lamar Jackson running back dig. Dude, he... I get it. I, I understand. Like, all of his best highlight plays are him running the football. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Even, even, the, even the one dating back to when he was in high school, which that one yeah. was pretty – do you know what I'm talking about? It's pretty sick. Yeah. But. Like, I know he can throw. But, like, I know – and I know it's just the Pro Bowl, but every time I see – I remember about that Pro Bowl skill thing when Odell Beckham had a higher score throwing the football uh, yeah. than Hayden. Like, come on. Odell's a freak, but yeah. But, uh, I'm yeah. sorry. Still shouldn't – like, you shouldn't be a freakish enough athlete to be better measurably, statistically, than an NFL quarterback. So, Mark Andrews is going right now on sleeper as number 55 overall, tight end five. And I will not draft him there. If he's anywhere close to that, I'm not drafting him. I'd probably draft him. I don't even know, like the 10th round. I, I don't know. They added a lot of weapons. I don't love the quarterback. They were run first offense. He's well, I didn't, he's touchdown dependent to some extent. So yeah. there we go. Yep. Um, <laughs> so that's number four. This is going to get very. No, that was number decent. five, technically. Cause, that was five? Well, no, that was four. Oh, yeah. You're right. Pitts I'm and sorry. Andrews. Yeah. Um, I have Pitts. Leighton has Andrews. Um, as uh, you're going to pick up on this, it's going to get less and less enthusiastic <laughs> the further down we get through. No, this no, just wait till my number seven. Oh, oh right, yeah. Leighton has Leighton has a little nugget for you. Um, oh, do, do I? It's a big uh, nugget. It's a it's a northern nugget, if you know what I mean. Okay, number uh, five, John. You have Hawkinson. I have Pitts. Uh, I'll touch on Pitts in ten seconds. He's an athletic freak. He's one of the highest rated. Um, tight ends ever, which is why he's drafted fourth overall. Um, the Falcons' defense is still going to be bad, and Arthur Smith managed to make Johnny Smith a pretty good tight end. I mean, look, he got paid pretty well, and Pitts is a more receiving threat than Johnny. So I know Arthur Smith loves his tight ends. The only thing I worry about is Hayden Hurst is still there, but it's okay. All right. Like, and I, I don't like to look too far in the future, but like next year's draft, not like this year, like 2022. Yeah. I am all over Pitts because Hayden Hurst will be gone and it'll just be him. I can't wait to play this back after Pitts has like the worst season ever this year. And it's like, oh, Layden's really excited about Pitts in 2020. Oh, yeah. Cause then I would, nobody would draft him. It'd be awesome. Well, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, talk hey. about Hawkinson. Yeah. Uh, so actually, for, well, dang it. You gave it away. What? I gave away my pick. Oh, had you said it already? Yeah, I already said it. I said okay, you had right. Hawkinson. I had. All right. Pitt. So for this, for for my pick, we're gonna play a little game. You have three seconds. Name a wide receiver on the Detroit Lions. Tyler Tyrell Williams. Ooh, that was like two and a half. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I named one. I, I passed. You did. You did. Kind of. Yeah. Uh. So Hawkinson, by far, I think is the best receiver in that offense. And yep. That's where my case lies because there's not much else to say about the Detroit Lions offense. Yeah, yep. I mean, Jared Goff doesn't like to throw the ball downfield. Um, yeah. He doesn't have anybody to tooth. He doesn't have to to. To. <laughs> And okay, to be fair, the to be fair. the Lions' offensive line is actually going to be pretty nasty. They're going to run the ball a lot, and I could see them doing a lot of short to intermediate throws with Hawkinson. I think he could honestly be good. Okay, and I want to make sure that I say this, like, 
I'm not very enthusiastic about anybody past this point, really. Andrew's kind of, but like, speak for yourself. Yeah, speak for speaking for myself. I'm not very enthusiastic about anybody after <laughs> after Pitts, but <laughs> like, I don't want to just skip over it because there is a fantasy analysis to be had for Hawkinson, but like, Goff is not a very talented quarterback, and at this point, it probably doesn't matter that much who you pick. Like, honestly. At the end of the year, like, no, you're, you're well. You're either going to get lucky or you're not going to. Like, not all of these guys are going to finish very high, and there might be one of them from here on out that ends up being a top five tight end. Sure. And that's just it's just plain and simple. So, you know, whoever you've got a good gut feeling about, go for it. Hawkinson has his upside because he's not competing against many very many people for targets. So, <laughs> there you go. Um, so um, it, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to, uh, number six. Uh, I have Mark Andrews. Finally, uh, I feel kind of bad for letting him slide this far, but it's really just because it's as exciting at the moment and Hawkinson, um, doesn't have anybody to compete with. And then Layton's got Hawkinson in there at six on the other side. So, um, Layton touched on Andrews already. Um, I think this is probably a little bit disrespectful and Andrews at six. I would like, like that, depending on where that's falling in the actual draft. I think Leighton said he wouldn't take him until the 10th round and I'm a little bit higher. I'd probably take him in the eighth. I'd take him in the eighth, maybe the seventh, definitely the eighth though. Um, maybe the ninth, maybe the ninth, but, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think he finished at tight end six last year. Oh, that actually reminded me, sorry, to backtrack so far. Went back and looked at my league. We're in a league together. Um, but in the league that I've played in for a while, That's without late in it, it's not that it's not good. I'm just giving you a hard time because I'm not in it. So <laughs> <laughs> We have some questionable transactions that happen every year, and that's besides the point. But went back and looked, and that league is 0 for 5 on top two tight ends on the championship team. So just to add a little bit to that stat that we had earlier. Um, anything to say about Hawkinson? Um, yeah, I kind of touched on it a little bit already. Yeah. I'm saving I'm saving my, my minutes for my next one. Fair enough. Uh, you, you just announced yours, and, and I'll announce yeah, mine after I, your analysis. I, I would not done. dare steal your thunder on this one. Ah. <laughs> no, no chance. I, I couldn't do it. I'd feel too bad. I'd think about it all week. I um, do have a nugget for your guy, though, whenever you, you're done. Oh, okay. Well, that's exciting because I don't have much to say about him. Uh, <laughs> at, at number seven, <laughs> we have – or I have, <laughs> I have Dallas Goddard, and that is about all I have. So, Leighton, you drop in your little – Are baby. you serious? I don't know. <laughs> I mean – like, that was it. I I hope Zach Ertz gets cut, and then Do- Goddard will move up this list a little bit. Like so it's if he hard doesn't to get predict. Cut. Well, it's hard to predict because he doesn't have the same quarterback throwing to him. And like I know. we've seen success with Dallas Goddard in the past when Zach Ertz hasn't been playing, or even when Zach Ertz has been playing. But we've seen Goddard show potential to be a top. Well, I shouldn't say top. I should say in the range of three Good. to like ten. You know, like we've seen that potential from Goddard. We've seen the 20 point weeks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, on his better weeks. Anyway, so if Zach Ertz gets cut, 
come back and see us in August and we'll talk a little bit more about Goddard. But like he'll get cut. Post June one. Maybe. And I hate it. I like Zacherts a lot. Like okay, it. so since you don't have anything to talk about, I'll That's talk it. about Dallas Goddard because he is my oh, excuse me, he's my number eight player. Not my number seven. I'm saving that bad boy for later. Um Oh, you're so, saving it? You're not even going into it now? No, I'm going to talk about Goddard because we're on them. And they're back-to-back in our rankings. We just split them okay. because my player's better. Um, yeah. Well, and You talked me into it. I probably shouldn't have included him, but you talked me into it. Dude. Anyway. Anyway. Dallas Goddard, how many targets do you think he had last year? I don't even know. I don't want to give out a stupid this this is not my area of expertise. Um I it's bet, just a just guess. I bet he had ninety. Oh wow, that's a lot more. Wow, that's not what I guess. He had sixty five. Yeah, I, uh, I was thinking he probably had like sixty receptions. Oh, no, he had like forty five, forty six receptions. Hmm. I wish it was forty seven. Um, sorry, that's from a TV show. That's pretty uh, good. But I like those numbers. Zach Ertz had 72 targets last year. So I know, and again, I understand. Uh, and, and, and that's a bad Zach Ertz, too. Like, that's yeah, he not caught, a he good caught, Zach Ertz. He caught half of them, 36. Uh, so, but again, I know this is not how it works. If you were to take 72 <laughs> targets from Zach Ertz and move him to Dallas Goddard. That'd be amazing. But what is that the dist- distributive property? Is yeah. That what that let's, is? let's say let's say he gets half of those, right? John, okay. you're he used to work for a bank. Do you know what 72 divided by two is? Uh what is that? 36? Yep. Good. And do you know what let's just say half of them go to him. 65 then, plus 36, 101. That's pretty good. Do you know where that would uh, rank in terms of targets? For tight ends, I'd guess behind – well, no, it's going to be misleading because Kittle's not going to be included. So it's going to be behind Kelsey, Waller, and that's it, I think. So that would be tied for number five with TJ Hawkinson. Holy Hawkinson cow. got 101 targets last year? Yeah. Tyler Higby to the moon. Dude. Tyler Higby to the moon. Honestly, maybe. But, okay. Evan Ingram got 109 targets last year. He sucks. Logan Thomas got 110, which is insane. Anyway. Uh, uh, okay, so that number is not that crazy. Then. No, no. So, that they were still, you know, respectable. So, that that was my like, Yeah, like seven. Point. Like seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're right he, on cue. He's he's, he's done. Okay, my nugget I had because I thought you were going to talk more about him, but he it's the last year of his contract, and everybody plays better during a contract year. Mm. I I can't back that up based on facts, but it just seems like they do. <laughs> just feels like the right thing to say. Well, it's a contract year; it's undefeated. Everybody balls out. We've heard it so many times in the NBA. You know, NFL the agents like, all right, this is the last year of your deal. So if you play really hard, you'll get like forty million dollars guaranteed. Like I, I would. I hope know. Dallas Goddard doesn't get forty million guaranteed. Okay, it was, a, it was an example, but he'll play 
the ball out. I'm sorry. So, I'm I'm being a jerk. That wasn't very nice. Took advantage. No. Took advantage of your poor analysis. I know it was. Now, non, non-factual analysis. The moment we've all been waiting for. My number seven uh, player. The moment you've been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> Herb Smith Jr., uh, baby. Uh, number surprise. seven. Yes. Yes. Hey, Matthew Berry has him at number 11. I can have him at seven, so I can say I, I had it here first. John, what college did Herb Smith go to? That's right. You don't know. He uh, went to yeah, Alabama. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear it. No, he went to Alabama. Uh, oh, uh, I was going to guess Penn State. He went to Alabama. Do you know what round he's drafted in? Uh, second, I think. It was the second. Very yeah. good. Do you know how old he is right now? 22. He three. is 22. John, you are two for three. That's very good. And do you know who is no longer on the roster anymore for the Minnesota Vikings? Kyle Rudolph got cut? Yeah, he's on the Giants now. Oh. Well, oh. oh, I'm dude, I'm convincing John by the second. No, so, you're not. No, I'm sad about Kyle Rudolph. Uh, anyway, Irv Smith had 43 targets last year with Kyle Rudolph on the team. When Kyle Rudolph did not play, which was a random mix of games, and when, Kyle, when Irv Smith had four or more targets – Gosh, I should have done the math. I didn't do it. These but are some I, deep stats. I yeah, all he needs is four or more targets. And this is his game log. 10.4, 11.5, 15, 16.3, 6.7 against the Bears. It's the Bears. And then against the Saints, he had 23.3 points. Those were the games where he had four targets. Now, I understand the Vikings have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. But who do they have after that to catch the ball? Uh, Don't say Dalvin Cook. Yeah, no, not Dalvin Cook. <laughs> That's right. That's where Irv Smith I don't know. steps I, in. I honestly, do you know? Do you know the answer to that question? I, I don't honestly know who have no the idea. wide receiver three is. No, that's why they need one in Irv Smith. They, they drafted him. Somebody. They drafted him in the second round for a reason. He's insanely talented. Kyle Rudolph's like a solid tight end, but he's not a good <laughs> You really – that was a loose cannon, insanely talented. <laughs> okay, he's talented. Sorry. He's in the NFL. He's – okay. He's he a second-round draft pick, and it's his like – do you know what year he's going into, John? This is his third. This is his third year. I, damn, I knew it all besides where he went to school. And now I can picture him in an Alabama uniform, but yeah. So, he's a second-round pick. He went to Alabama. You know, they, they're, so he's a talented guy. He was talented in high school, talented coming out of college. All he, <laughs> what, that was in his way. What was do you know Kyle about Irv Smith High School? <laughs> well, he went to Alabama, so clearly he's good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But if he's healthy and he gets – stop laughing. I can't. He was talented <laughs> in high school. He was, he was talented in college. I'm, I mean, yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. It's not, a, it's not an untrue statement. So, do you know where he's going in the dress? <laughs> Shut up. Stop. <laughs> You're being mean. I'm Let sorry. me have my Irv Smith moment. It's late. 
Okay. He's go- I'm just going to tell you since you're being mean. No, 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 no. Come on, let me play. Let me play. What's the question? <laughs> I asked you where he's going in the draft right now. Uh, round 12, 13. Yeah, pick 110. Close. You know who has, who's after him? Let's look at the receiving options after him. Marquise Brown. Ooh. Hollywood. Devontae Smith. He will not be there come draft time. <laughs> because I will have drafted him already. <laughs> Evan Ingram. Daryl Henderson. That one, the Evan Ingram. Like, Tariq Cohen. Me. Mike Williams. Oh, boy. And then you got my guy, Michael Carter, somewhere after that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not saying Irv Smith is going to be the next, like, Kelsey or Waller because he won't be. But you got to find somebody you at least are hopeful about. And that, this, that guy for me is Irv Smith Jr. I would take him with confidence in, like, the eighth round. I'd honestly rather have him over Mark Andrews just so I can slander Lamar Jackson some more. But sure. Kirk – Kirk Cousins likes the throw of the tight end. Kyle Rudolph, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, hold on. Oh, my goodness. We should have put a warning. I I need to go back and record a a warning notice at the beginning of the episode (laughs) that at at timestamp, like, 60 minutes exactly, we're going to have a 10-minute segment on tight end number seven. Kyle Rudolph got 37 targets last year. He's an end zone threat. Just just look out for him. That's it. Next. All right. Moving on. That was fun, though. That was fun. Yeah, I'm glad you laughed at me. That was fun. All right. Number eight, Leighton talked me into Irv Smith. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yes. (laughs) But he's not going higher than that. Eight is his ceiling. He's not going higher than that. I bet you he finishes in the top six. How many many touchdowns you bet me he's going to have? He's going to have at least seven. Okay, that's a little more realistic. Before the show, it was a different number. <laughs> I, okay. won't, I will not expose you. I will keep it I, I was being, I was being a little way too optimistic. He will, have, he will have a good season. You wait and watch, and he'll be on my fantasy winning. Roster. What was the number, just for the record? Seven? I said seven. At least seven. I don't think it'll be that many. Well, bet me. I bet okay. I bet he'll be. I I bet he'll finish higher than Kyle Pitts. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, there we okay. go. Kyle, On Kyle Pitts and Irv Smith. Yeah. I'm writing this down somewhere. Yeah. What are we betting? Let's put push-ups. Gross. Put it on our Instagram. Let's uh, a bucket of balls at swing right. I just don't like betting money, but okay. Or, 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 okay, a round at Fun Acre. There you go. Three bucks. It's cheaper. Uh, you know, either one. You get, winner gets to pick which one. Whatever. Yeah. Reasonably. Under $10. There you go. <laughs> here, I'm texting in here. Uh, um, I would just like to add that um, Kirk Cousins is a garbage can. Moving on. Listen. <laughs> garbage can. Irv Smith Jr. for me at number eight. Dallas Goddard for Leighton at number eight. <clears throat> number nine, I have Noah Fant. Um, 
We'll see who's playing quarterback in Denver come week one. Mm-hmm. Who do you think that is, by the way? Drew Locke. You think so? Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I can roll with it. I, I agree. Like, I don't think that they're going to trade for Teddy with a seventh or sixth round pick and then just no, put him at the no. starting spot. The, um, the, the problem is, um, so I'm also, I'm putting this in our notes for bets. Um, I, I don't know. They didn't, if they like, I don't get how they couldn't take Justin Fields where they were picking. You know, if they, they, they have to have a, that much level of confidence in Drew Locke, at least this year. So that's why I think he'll be there. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hadn't given that much thought, but yeah, that's true. I'll roll with it. Um, I think Fant is a talented tight end. I just don't think there's much opportunity. I love Drew Locke. I mean, I, I watched him for three years at Mizzou. Um, and big so big Mizzou guy. <laughs> That's the thing is I'm really not. I, I enjoy following Mizzou basketball, but I'm not like a like diehard like Mizzou fan or anything. But I do I do hate Kansas though. That is that is factual. I All do right, we're getting hate off track. Kansas. We said we're gonna we said we're gonna bust through these, John. Well, that is worth the time. That's worth the 15 second. Round. I have Robert Tunyon at number nine. Yep. And yeah. I don't have no fan in my top ten. Jared Judy is there. Court and Sutton is coming back. They're going to be bad. So I have Tanyan at nine, John at 10. Um, I have Tanyan at 10. Yes. I just don't know. We don't know what's going on with Rodgers, so it's kind of hard to talk about it. But he had a good season last year. It's like he was the, uh, yeah, he was he was a- the num- number three tight end last year by a over 100 points behind Waller. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is like that sounds that status that ranking is so misleading. But yeah, yeah. So he's not there. a he's not a top three tight end. <laughs> no. Uh, and then for my other player, I have Gronk. I'm not going to draft Gronk, but he, I didn't know he'll probably play. find his way into the top ten. He'll probably be like a solid nine, but he'll be like 200 points behind Kelsey somehow. Oh, that could be a stat. Hang on. He actually finished at nine. John, you worked at the bank. 313 minus 149. Or minus 150. I'll make it easier. I'll give him a point. Well, oh, that's easy. Yeah, it's 163. Almost 200 points. So um, so that was our top 10. Now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> yeah. Real quick on the sleepers. Some deep um, sleepers. Mike Kosecki, everybody knows who he is. He'll probably disappoint you again, but he's there. This one I actually do want to touch on a little bit. I'll, who is this? I still, I think this is who you're trying to tell me about before the show. I have Cole? never heard. Cole Clement? No, Adam. Who is that? Oh, Adam Troutman? Oh, God. I've never heard of that guy. Shout out to the fantasy footballers. You're not listening to this probably, but I think it was Mike talked about him, and he he was a second round pick two years no a third round pick two years ago, like the same year that they signed Jared Cook. So Jared Cook's always been in front of him. So Jared the, Cook, shout out to think, Cook. Okay, we can't copy them. <laughs> it's a shout out to him. I know. I'm just props. Uh, so the thinking is he'll just step into a, that role. We don't even know who the quarterback is. Just keep it. Again, this is all just food for thought as you 
read don't various things him. over the summer. Don't draft him. I would not draft him either, but keep him on your radar. <clears throat> if you have a 16th pick and you have already drafted your defensive kicker and you just want to shout, maybe Troutman. I wouldn't, though. Nope. Um, <laughs> the other guy, Cole Clement. How, how many targets do you think this dude had last year? Do you know what team he's on? Uh, yeah, he, he plays for the Bears, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, um, not many because I – like I don't know if this if anybody else relates to this or not, but I feel like I watched more Bears games than like any other team besides the Chiefs because it seemed like they were always in prime time, or yeah, they were always on CBS or something. I don't know, but uh, not a lot because <clears throat> I didn't see him targeted much. I don't think, but I could be wrong. Like I don't 44. know that I was gonna guess forty. Yeah. So, but he is good. I I have heard. Jimmy Garoppolo, he was a rookie last year. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo's ahead of him. If I had to guess, they're going to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. If they don't cut wait, Jimmy Garoppolo, wait, hey. ignore the next minute. Who? Sorry, Jimmy Graham. I'm sorry. I was like, what? <laughs> if they don't cut Jimmy Graham, just ignore anything I say. Uh, but basically from week 13, weeks 13 and 14, he had seven targets apiece. Again, it was with Mitch Trubisky. But he got 14.7 points and 8 points. And then in week 17, he got 8 targets again, and he had 9 points. Again, not nothing to write home about. But if he if Graham gets cut and Justin Fields is playing instead of Dalton, which he probably will be, just look out for him on the waiver wire. He'll probably get targets there. Yep. I mean, I told you I'd make it quick. It's the only yeah. guy I want to talk about. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a quick question. Okay. I don't know the answer. I don't know. If, I don't think you'll know it. Who is the starting tight end for the Los Angeles Chargers? Oh, 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 gosh. Think on it. I'm gonna give a few shout-outs. Evan Ingram. Um, keep an eye out for him. That is one name that I would definitely take with my last or second to last pick. Um, <clears throat> I didn't know about the Kyle Rudolph signing. Doesn't change much for me, but either way, I, I like Ingram. Layton, I think, turned to Google for his answer. Yes, it's purple uh, green. Yeah, no. What? I mean, I mean, I've heard of him, but that's about it. Oh, oh, I thought, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought you said, nope, that's wrong. And I'm like, I just looked it oh, up. Oh, no, yeah, no. I mean, I've heard of him, but yeah, yeah, no, that's it. Two shout outs to the Dallas court tight ends. Oh, Paul no, Schultz wait, Jared Cook. Blake. They signed him. Yeah. Didn't know that. Completely forgot about that. Probably not very relevant for fantasy. I put him at 11. He's a, he's an honorable mention. Shout out. Jared Kidd. There you go, Jared Cook. Thank you, um, John. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, I'm making good points without even knowing it. Uh, exactly. Wanted to shout out Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin just because I like them. <laughs> um, and I think they're both talented, but probably not very relevant for fantasy. So, seriously, Evan Ingram, maybe Jared Cook. That's about it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much if you listen this far. I oh had a gosh. blast. It, it, you are a trooper. Like, it, for anybody who actually listens to all of this crap, 
You are a trooper and a I half. Just, I just hope somebody made it to my Irv Smith takes. Yeah. Somebody made it that far. Definitely. But this is... It, like, if I don't draft Kelsey Waller or Kittle, I, I'm drafting Irv Smith. More power to you. Not, like, Go right after them, but I'm just saying. I hope we get stacked right next to each other in, in the Oh, and draft. you're just going to take him? And I might sneak Irv Smith from you. No, because that's so mean. Trade value. You got to know your audience. You're so mean. You it's said a, we wouldn't use this to our advantage against each other. Did I say that? Did I, did I sign a form? Did I sign a waiver? Yes, you did. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I did. Anyway. The waiver wire, baby. No, oh! Um, football pun. Anyway. Uh, also. Anything else? Shout out to our Instagram. Mm, Please yes. follow it. Fantasy underscore Very important. Send in some questions so if, I don't have to ask any dumb ones again. If you take anything away from this episode, it's our Instagram handle because that's probably the most valuable. Thing. No, take away <laughs> our Instagram handle and Irv Smith. Oh, and Irv Smith. We'll so, post about him. We'll, we'll throw him up on our story. I will. I'll I'll literally talk about him. Let's do it. We'll, All we're right. gonna have yeah, Irv Smith post coming at you. No, it's been fun, guys. Um, hey, tune in in a week. I probably won't be here. I'll probably be down in Florida. It's it's the travel. It's the travel. It's the travel month. We we're yeah. recording this early because of travel. Yeah, past two and... episodes we've recorded early. Oh yeah, we're gonna ha- we might have a special guest on instead. Special guest, maybe. 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 maybe spoilers. Maybe. maybe we don't know yet. All well, right, guys, it's been fun. Signing off. See ya.